Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I'm Kathy Groover, coming to you live from my not green-screened backyard. It looks very weird. Uh, it looks so nice. uh, today we're speaking of being in the backyard and uh, green screens. We're going to talk about escape today. Not escape in the uh, get out of a milk crate kind of thing that Houdini used to do. <laughs> escape from reality and when that can be a good and bad thing. And how can you can use escape as a tool to actually help you move forward. So it's going to be an interesting one today, Jason. Well, and it's good that you put that caveat at the beginning because we've had so many magicians on the show too that <laughs> when we talk about escape, people may be thinking about the Houdini, you know, getting out of the handcuffs and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, which, yeah, I think you're a lock pick too, if I remember right. So. I, I do know how to pick locks. You do know yes. how to pick locks. And I do have a thing for handcuffs, but that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's escape. And like you said, you know, when when it's healthy, when it's not as well, because it can be a very powerful tool. We just have to make sure that we don't, you know, let it start to control mm -hmm. us as well, right? Yep. So from your not green screened area, Kathy, take us, so what, what are we talking about here? When's, how, how can we use this to help us, I guess, right? Well, I think it depends on what you're escaping into. You know, if you are escaping to get out of pain, both emotional, physical, spiritual. This is why a lot of people turn to drugs and alcohol. And I've done a lot of studying in psychology and mental illness. And I've read so many statistics saying, you know, women have such a higher rate of depression than men. Well, it's not that women have a higher rate of depression. It's men don't report it because they self-medicate typically with drugs and alcohol. So it doesn't mean it's not there. It means they're escaping to get out of pain. We're not necessarily talking about that kind of escape either. We're talking more about the, I'm going to turn on Facebook and escape into that, or I'm going to watch funny cat videos, which is an escape or I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons, which I did last night, which was very fun. And to me, that's a kind of healthy escape because it takes you into that creative fantasy world kind of thing. Um, and I can tell you all about my character. I'm blue, by the way. Um, but it's really fun because it sparks that different part of your imagination. And to a certain extent, I mean, video games kind of do that too. You know, it's a skill thing, but it also does allow you to escape into another world that isn't your real world, where you can let your problems go for a little bit. We don't want to escape too far out of that or else or to come back. Uh, but yeah, so it's like I'm finding myself escaping into that fantasy is actually a really good thing that gets my brain going and takes me out of real world problems for a little yeah. bit. Well, and it's funny that you're picking up Dungeons and Dragons again. I used to play that when I was a teenager. And um yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about that for a long time until we were talking about you getting back into it, right? Yeah. And and it's it's one of those two where, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you play with other people, right? Yeah. So it's it's you're you're still being social, you're with other people. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're escaping and pulling up the covers over your head, right. you know, and woe is me kind of a thing, but you know, sometimes we just need a break from everyday normal routine life, mm -hmm. right? And so these can be a great way to to help us kind of get out of that, but also I think to think a little bit differently too, right? Yeah. So, so escaping into, you know, a fantasy area, let's say for a little while, how can this actually help us 
you know, as well as kind of being a form of recreation, mm -hmm. how can this also kind of unlock or help us with our potential and with living a better life? Yeah. Well, we've talked about on other episodes, if we're so busy concentrating on work, we do have to decentrate at some point. We do have to get out of that intense concentration. And with something like a video game or Dungeons and Dragons, it's allowing you to decentrate from that part of the world. But the thing that I found that's cool specifically about D&D is for those of you listening who know how to play, your movements and how successful you are depends on the roll of a dice. It's left up to chance at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and it also depends on what people before you have done. So it's kind of like real world in that, in that you know, our decisions are based on sometimes fate, sometimes the luck of the draw, but also what people have done that have come before us. That informs the next decision that we make. So um, my dad was a big card player. And when he would go to Vegas or go to the casinos, he would play blackjack. He was incredibly good at it. But I can't tell you how many times he's like, oh, that guy totally screwed up. He took my card. And I was confused <laughs> about that for a while. And I was always terrified to play blackjack because I'm like, I don't want to screw up somebody. But somebody would hit on something that wasn't right. And they would take the card that my dad could have used. And, you know, so our reality now is based on what people have done that came before us. So it was kind of interesting when I played D&D last night of, you know, what am I going to do? Well, what did that guy do first? Because you go in a really specific order and you yeah. make your decisions based on what came before. So it was, um, I liked it because it gets your creativity going. It is an escape for a while from real world, but you also do have to think and use logical thinking and you only have so many skills. So, I mean, it's this great parallel for, it's this great parallel for sort of our business lives and our personal lives. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that you say that because it's, you know, D&D, yep, is that way. I mean, if you look at a lot of other games, even like chess or totally. other stuff, right? I mean, you, I, I think, and, and this is true for us in life, sometimes we want to plan out like the next 10 steps. Right. You know, if you're playing D&D or you're playing chess or something like that, it's like, hey, you know, there's these 10 th next steps that you kind of want to take. But the hard part is, you don't know if you can actually take those steps until the other people actually take their steps. So that's, that's probably a little bit of a learning for us too is, you know, um, because when we go back, you know, things like the, you know, law of abundance and manifesting things, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we try to push or force certain things to happen and have to realize that we can't make yep. 10, 10 step decisions in advance. Uh, most of life, we just have to respond to the circumstance that we're in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, playing some of those games, having some of that escapism um, helps us kind of remember that, right. I think, too. Well, and you, you also have to be able to pivot. And you also have to be able to go with the flow of that. And I'm going to just keep using D&D references. So when last we left, we were dealing with a Cyclops. Because Ooh. when is that not happening? Um, so like all week long, I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to go have to fight this Cyclops because they want this goat that they named Jeremy. And I don't care about the stupid goat. So why are we dealing with this? And so we went into last night's game. I was sure we were going to have to deal with these Cyclops. Cyclops wandered away. Uh Later, we well, had to deal with griffins and owlbears and all, you know, so it's like, but I had built all this stuff up of, oh, we're going to have to fight these cyclops, and we ended up having to fight two other creatures that we didn't even expect were going to be in this forest that we ended up in. Um, for those people not into fantasy, they're going, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, there's cyclopses in, Sa in Santa Barbara, right? 
oh my god everywhere oh, yeah. everywhere <laughs> state street i mean they're especially now they're wandering uh, I think that's what oh, but it's funny because what what you said there is you know and we've talked about this on previous episodes as well right so even in this game uh-huh. you were kind of building up this anticipation this anxiety this fear of having to fight the cyclops yep and when you actually got there the cyclops was gone yeah right and so how much of that in our life too do we build things up yep that probably will never come to pass right right so again another learning from playing dungeons and dragons yeah now the other thing that you mentioned too is that is decentrating yeah right which again i don't know if we coined that term or if there actually is a term no that I is love an actual it. term it yeah. is an actual term okay i was thinking we just added to the dictionary okay <laughs> but decentrating um because, you know, again, how much of the time when we're trying to solve a problem, we're trying to do something, and we're staying in a certain type or path of thinking. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the old Einstein quote, right? That the, the you know, to paraphrase, right? That the, the level of thinking that got you the problem right. is not the level of thinking that's going to help you solve the problem. Right. And so a lot of times these escape or decentrating activities allow us to kind of shift in our brain, shift our thinking. And as a result, when we kind of relax, shift our, shift our thinking, a lot of times the subconscious brings us the answer. So it's the same thing like, you know, before on one of our what's on your desk episodes, I think I showed you the Rubik's cube that I have online. It's the same thing. It's a hemispherical shift. That sometimes yep. I'll just stop in the middle of the day, play with the Rubik's Cube. Now, I can't get all the sides <laughs> the same color, but I can get one side the same there color, you right? Go. Look at you. So, I, so I pick a color and then I work on that. But it's, it's mm-hmm. that same sort of thing. So these little escape-isms can help us as well mm-hmm. to kind of work through, change our thinking, and help us be able to kind of crack through some of the things we're trying to get answers for. Yep. When we shift... Now, this is tough because when you're in the middle of writing, the thing that screws it up most is being interrupted uh, because you are in that concentrated state and you want to just pour that creativity out. But for the most part, when we take breaks, when we do something to decentrate, we're actually more productive because like you said, it's just hemispheres of the brain. It allows us, especially with something like the Rubik's Cube, it's a physical kind of repetitive motion thing. This is why the fidget spinners, as weird as I thought they were when they first came out, it's this repetitive physical thing that allows us to get out of our heads to help solve problems. So sometimes that escape into something like that is, you know, it's beneficial for us. It's not a bad escape until you lose yourself in this world and all you want to do is escape into another world. That's not good. And that's where the crossover starts to happen, yeah. right? And so again, I mean, that's, that's where, cause again, it's, it's the, that's the dark side that we have to talk a little bit about. Right. And so there have to be certain boundaries yeah. Uh, because like you said, whether, whether it's escaping into Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, scrolling Facebook, whatever the escape happens to be, there needs to be some boundaries around it or else three hours later, you pop yeah. your head up and realize you just wasted three hours of your time. <laughs> yeah. Right? So let's talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. My, when we started the whole pandemic thing, my boyfriend said, I want you to try something. And I went, okay. And he handed me his old Game Boy. 
and said, I want you to play Pokemon. And I went, okay. Because he plays Pokemon Go where you actually walk around and you find Pokemon, you battle other Pokemon, and he does it a lot. It mm -hmm. looks kind of fun. I'm going to try to get out of the sun. Okay. Speaking of going to the dark side, I'm going to go to the dark side. I'm going to go to the dark side, or at least the shady side of the street. Okay. Except for that one beam that's lighting me up. Beautiful. Right. Okay. Um, but it's fun. I like the game. It's fun. But it's easy to get lost in something like that. And there was one day where I said, you know, I'll make dinner, and when you get home, it'll be ready, da 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 And I'm laying in the hammock playing, and next, you know, I get a text from him saying, okay, I'm on my way home. And I went, shit, I had laid there for two and a half hours and played Pokemon. The time just flew. I didn't even realize it had been that long. I lost myself in that game, forgot mm -hmm. that I was going to stop after a certain amount of time and do some work and make dinner, and I was just gone. Now, since he gave me the game, he was like, I, I'm happy you escaped into Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I wasn't because it felt like I wasted the day. Um, and so I realized I actually put a timer on now and I will play for a certain amount of time. Or I'll say, I'll explore this one region and when I hit this spot, I'm done. I feel like we have to put hard limits on things. And for me, my, personally, I have such a, my brain works in such a way that if I put a limit on that, I actually stop. So it's not, you know, I actually stick to that, whereas a lot of people have to be kind of forced out of it. Oh, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. And next thing you know, the whole day is gone. Well, and there's, there's two good tip takeaways, right, for people as far as from a skill standpoint from what you just said. So the first one is, again, if we're, if we're choosing, right, to escape, then before you go into that escape area, set a little time limit or some kind of limit before you start the activity. You know, for the next half hour, for the next hour, whatever it happens to be, I'm going to choose to do this, right? And so deciding in advance, there's, there's, there's actually this amazing thing, you know, up here called your brain that, um, you know, when we decide and we tell ourselves certain things, those things happen, right? Like I haven't actually used an alarm clock uh, for a little while. So I, when I go to bed, I say it is you know, whatever the time is, and normally because I go to bed early, it's 9 or 9.30, I'm going to wake up at 5.30 or whatever the time happens to be, and guess what happens, you know, between 5.30 and 5.40 in the morning? Ding! My eyes go open, right? Mm -hmm. So setting that boundary before you go into the escape area, but then also another tip is, you know, especially if it's time-bound, we have these things called our phones that have things like audible timers on it. You know, say to yourself, I'm going to spend a half an hour doing this, set your timer. When the timer goes off, you walk away. Yep. Right. And as long as you can do that regularly, then you're fine. If the timer goes off and you're like, Oh, 10 more minutes, timer goes off again. Oh, 10 more minutes. Ooh, 10 more minutes. Right. Then you're not actually being true to what you told yourself to begin with. Nope. And so if you don't come out of that escape, that's when you can start going down that rabbit hole and have, have problems. Yeah, and it's fun and it's a great, great way to shirk responsibility and lose yourself, you know, but it's also not healthy. That's when it ticks over into an addiction where it's a problem. And I know clients who have kids who that's all they want to do is play a certain video game. And at some point they actually unplug it and say, you've got to stop doing this. This has become a problem. If you were, there was a, a one of the NSA National Speakers Associations, the winter conference where I spoke. Were you at that one in Baltimore? No, I didn't make that one. I think you were someplace else. There was one of the, one of the speakers said, how many of you are addicted to your phones? And you could see the audience kind of go, 
<laughs> Nobody wanted to raise their because, hand. No, 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 no. Of course, none of you are. How many of you have a friend or a family member that you think's addicted to their phone? Every hand went up. She's like, uh-huh. She goes, for those of you wondering what an addiction to your phone looks like, do you wake up with your phone? And we all kind of looked at her and she goes, let me explain what that means. When I say, do you wake up with your phone? I mean, is it in bed with you? Is it on the nightstand with you? Is it on the floor next to your bed? Is it two feet away plugged in? She goes, because that's a problem. Because if you woke up with a beer in your bed, on the nightstand, on the floor, two feet away from you, that's an addiction. And we all went, oh, you know, it's an addiction. And we have to be aware of when we're really overstepping those bounds, whether it's an addiction to shopping or gambling or video games or crack. Only Whatever. on the weekends, only on the weekends. Uh, but you know, I mean, we have to be aware when we're pushing those boundaries and we're escaping too much. Yeah. Yeah, so again, I think it's, you know, again, some big takeaways because I think we're probably running up on our time with this episode, right? But, you know, escaping is a good way, right, for us to kind of release, to de-stress, decentrate, um, you know, but, but again, some questions probably to ask yourself to make sure why do I want to escape? And if the answer is I'm trying to avoid pain, I'm trying to avoid, you know, some accountability, it's probably not time for you to escape. That would not be a good, because if you follow that pattern, then it goes into any other addictive type behavior that we can talk about. And where does it end? I mean, if you're trying yeah. to escape something that's a constant, you will never be able to escape from it. And it will no. just be a consistent running, which is definitely not healthy. Yeah. So instead, if, you say, if you're saying to yourself, hey, I want to escape for a little while because I just need to let my brain relax, I need to do whatever, go for it, right? But then again, at, before you jump into that escape, kind of you know, tell yourself, look, I'm going to do this for whatever, 15, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it happens to be, kind of set some boundaries to begin with, and then use tools like your phone or other things to help keep you accountable for it and make sure that then you come back and, and deal with whatever you need to be dealing with next. Absolutely. And maybe choose an escape like something like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's creative, but you're also escaping with other people. You know, it's a group effort with something like that. So yeah, there's different ways we can escape in good health. There is. So, all right, everybody, find some time this week to escape. Escape for the right reasons. Set yourself the boundaries, right? But when you do, like you said, I mean, amazing things end up happening when we take that little pause, we decentrate a little bit, um, a lot of really good ideas come through, we get answers to questions that we've been asking ourselves. So take a minute, find some time this week and escape for a little while, but do it in a healthy way. All right. Absolutely, woohoo, this has been another fun episode. Of course, I'm gonna go slay some dragons and figure out where the Cyclops went. <laughs> I'm Kathy Groover, I could be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, and we'll catch you on a future episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya.